Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I was approached by one of my listeners um, about a tragic situation that had happened to someone that she knew and loved and cared about. And she was having a very difficult time going through the grieving process because it was a sudden shock, unexpected. And um, this person in her life suddenly passed away at a very young age and in a very tragic way. And she was having a difficult time working through the grief, which is understandable. Oftentimes when people are taken young, we don't understand why that is. And our hearts hurt and ache for that person and for the life that we feel is cut too short. And it can be very, very painful. Feeling sad, hurt, angry, confused. So many different emotions because we just don't understand why someone was taken so young. It felt like they have so much life left ahead of them, and yet it was cut short tragically. And we may never understand why things happen when we're here on earth, but I truly believe that each and every one of us has a destiny to fulfill here. And we choose when we go. We choose when we're born and we choose when we go, whether or not your earthly mind can understand that. And I understand if it doesn't, it really is the case. And we choose to experience certain things because it helps our spirits to grow and to learn. And sometimes it's, it's the people who get left behind who are supposed to do the learning and the growing, right? We learn and we grow from these situations that happen to us. And you can agree with me or not, and that's okay. You can take what resonates with you and what feels true, and you can leave what doesn't. And I understand that when you lose someone very tragically, someone who's young, there's anger. There's a lot of anger. There's anger and confusion because... We don't understand why that has to happen. I know that myself, when I was 14 years old, I was a freshman in high school, I lost a cousin to a car accident. It happened late on a Sunday evening. I guess, I don't know, it was later anyway. And I remember when my mom got the call and she just started screaming, I don't believe it, and, and oh no, and it's like, what's going on? And she said, we have to leave immediately, there's an accident, and I'm going to drop you off at your grandma's, and then we're going to go up to the hospital. And I remember that we were, and she said, it's bad, but we didn't know at the time yet, you know, if there were survivors or whatever. And I remember my mom dropping us off at my grandma's house, and my cousins were there, And we just all sat around the table. All the adults had left to go to the hospital, and it was just us at the table. We held hands, and we all prayed together. 
And I remember praying like I had never prayed before. And I remember getting a phone call and it was um, my aunt calling from the hospital to tell us that my two cousins were in the accident, that one of them didn't make it, that he passed away. And we were devastated. And it's not like I had never experienced loss before because my great uncle, who was more like a grandpa to me, died a few days before my eighth birthday. So I had experienced loss before and loss of a person who was close to me, but I had never experienced loss of a young person before. You know, at that time, I really felt like everyone was invincible, you know, like you didn't die when you were young. You were supposed to live to an old age and that's when you died, right? That's how it should be. And I remember that it bothered me for a long time and it it still does sometimes, but I know now after having gone through the awakening that I've had and reading and researching and, and just my own experiences with people who have crossed over that my cousin is okay. He's in a better place and he didn't suffer when the accident happened because Spirit has a way, and I've heard this many times before when people describe, you know, when they have readings with people and they just, they're connecting to their loved ones and they describe what happened to them in accidents. I've often heard it described and a psychic also connected with my cousin and actually several different ones have, and every one of them has said to me that he didn't suffer when the accident happened. It was like his soul left his body beforehand, like right beforehand. And I know people are going to say, what? That sounds, how can that be? But I truly believe that our angels come to get us. And even though the death may have seemed like it was horrific, if I can say that, it's like we're removed from the situation before we really have a chance in a lot of cases to feel the pain or to know what even is happening to protect us. And I've heard that from more than one reading that I've had that, you know, he never felt anything because his soul left his body. And I've heard that from so many people, you know, who've had readings with people. So I truly believe that's true. That, you know, spirit has a way of sending the angels down to come and get you. And no matter what the scene looks like, you know, the people who are left behind to witness it or to hear what happened to their loved ones, it's devastating. But know that they didn't suffer. Now, I know that, unfortunately, that isn't the case in every death because there are people who have lingering illnesses and you know that they're suffering because you're with them. But I believe that once we cross over, that memory, that pain, that's all gone. Like it's what we hold on to, but they're no longer holding on to that because they're in a place where they don't have the pain and the suffering like we do. And they, you know, earth is really heavy and 
heaven, the other side, whatever you want to call it, is a much different vibration. And it's not the heaviness that you feel here. And this is honestly, I'm very interested in near-death experiences and people who have experienced them and what they feel because I've read several books on it and it's fascinating because people will talk about how when they get to the other side, they feel the most amazing, unconditional love and it's like all of the pressure and the weight of earth and the stress and the problems is just gone instantly. Like it melts away and they feel this unconditional love and just at peace. But then those people are told, you know, well, you have to go back. It's not your time. And that's why I know that we all have a predestined time that we're supposed to be here. So although it doesn't make sense to us that people leave too soon, it is how it is supposed to be. And if someone isn't supposed to cross over, they're not going to. Because you hear time and again of people who are on the other side and their guides and angels telling them it's not your time yet, that you have more to do. So to me, that absolutely states that we have a predestined birth date and death date because we choose when we want to come in and we choose when we're going to leave. And whether you agree with me or not, there's so many stories that people have reported from those near-death experiences that just really make me believe that to be true and just what I know in my own soul to be true. And while maybe it might make you feel a little better to know that we planned this, it still doesn't make you feel better to be left here and stuck with the pain because it still leaves you with so many unanswered questions And with so much hurt and pain and sorrow. And for some of you, I know that you're always going to carry a little piece of that with you. Even though you try to get better day by day. I know that my family, my aunt and uncle who lost their son, have never gotten over it. They go to the cemetery every single day. And there's always going to be a piece of them missing. And we all deal with grief differently. It isn't healthy not to deal with it. And I know that some people choose to do that. They choose to just go on with their lives and not get counseling and not get the help they need. But I'm here to tell you that that isn't really a helpful... It's not the way that you should deal with something because that's going to turn up your grief, your hurt in other areas of your life. And we have to deal with it. Even though it's painful, it's absolutely necessary that you deal with it. Counseling is a good way. But of course, I always urge you, you know, a lot of people go to counseling and they're like, it's just not helping. And to me, you have to find the right counselor. And just because someone has PhD behind their name or whatever degree that says that they are capable of counseling you, it doesn't mean that they are. Just like in every profession, there are people who are good at what they do and there are people who are not. Or in the same way, there are people you will connect with 
who really help you because it's like they know what you need and there are people that you really don't. You know, you're like, I don't like their style of counseling. Just like we have different teachers and you can think back to teachers you had in school where you really connected with them and they helped you learn. And then there were teachers you really didn't connect with and you really didn't feel like you learned a lot because you you weren't able to really learn from their teaching style. It was over your head or I don't know, you just couldn't make a connection with them. And in the same way, counselors are the same. I know I sent my son to two different counselors who absolutely didn't do a thing for him. And then we found a counselor for my daughter who was amazing and she loved her and absolutely did a lot for her. So it's all in who you connect with and the counselor uh, and you'll know if they're helping you. So make sure too that you're getting what you need. You're paying someone. Make sure they're helping you. And it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, a psychologist. Sometimes going to a spiritual counselor or advisor can help you too. Because those people work with the other side, right? Your guides, your angels to help you, to give you what you need. And even if it's just a minister at your church, I still believe that ministers you know, if they're truly, um, truly men of faith or women of faith, that they get guidance too from the spirit world and how to help you. So don't sit there and just suffer through it and not get any help if you need it. Definitely take care of yourself and be gentle with yourself because again, grieving is a process and some people might get through it in a year and some people in 20 years still aren't through it. It's, there's no timeline, there's no expiration date, there's no one thing that says you have to be better by this time, it's just not going to happen, and no two people are alike, and no two processes are alike, in the same way that we're all going through the spiritual enlightenment, and we're all going through it at different stages, and it takes a different amount of time for each person, it's the same way with grieving. You've got to give it time and you've got to be patient and gentle with yourself and know that it is a process. And one day you'll feel amazing and you'll laugh and you won't believe that you're laughing. And the next day you'll feel like crap again and wonder how you ever could have laughed and if you'll ever laugh again. And again, that's part of the process. You have your good days, you have your bad days. And there are stages to grief you know you have your denial and then that's when we're in shock and we can't believe it happened and then there's anger where we feel mad that it happened and why did this happen so it's a process that you have to go through and most people have to go through every stage you know to get through it and just be kind and gentle with yourself but one of the things that I wanted to talk about too was this was a question that was brought up to me and that was, I, you know, this person said, I really want to talk to my departed loved ones so badly. And I said, well, you can. And she said, I am, but I don't know if this person hears me. And I want you to know that they absolutely hear you. And even when I was a child, I'll tell this story because I think it just shows the wisdom of kids. But, you know, kids are not, uh, they're not, what do I want to, what's the word I want to use? 
They're not affected by the things that we teach them, those conditions that we put on ourselves. Kids don't have that yet. You know, they're just pure. And it's only when they get older that they start becoming like us, right? They start doing what we do. And, and so they take on those conditions. We tell them like, like, you can't listen. You can't hear spirit. You can't see your dead grandmother. Like, that's just an imaginary friend. They absolutely do see those things. And they actually can um, oftentimes connect to their guides or to their departed loved ones because their vibration is so much higher. They haven't been bogged down by all of the crap that we are when we're adults and they haven't been told it's wrong to be able to connect with them. So you'll see that with children sometimes. And I remember when I was eight, it was, well, two days, I guess. I don't know. It was, my uncle passed away two days before my eighth birthday. And I don't know. I don't remember how long it was after he passed, but my sister and I were in our basement and my mom had set up one of the corners of the basement as like a playroom. We had it set up like it was a classroom and we would play teacher all the time. And I remember my sister crying and saying that she missed Papa. And she said, um, I just want to talk to him and tell him I love him. And my mom tells the story. I remember saying it too, but I, my mom tells the story that she heard us talking and she was standing at the top of the basement stairs and she heard my sister crying and saying that and that I said to her, well, you can talk to him. He hears you. And I, she told everyone that story because she just thought it was so sweet and cute that I said that. But I didn't say that just to say it. I knew it was true. And I remember having dreams of him after he passed where he came to me and hugged me, and it felt so real, and I believe it was. I believe it was a, vis a visitation from him, letting me know, hey, I'm okay, because it was it was sudden when he passed, too. You know, he's, he passed away from a massive heart attack, and it happened while I was at school, and I never got to say goodbye to him. Like, I saw him two days before that, and he was laughing and joking about, what do you want for your birthday? Do you want me to get you a watch? Because he knew we wanted a Cabbage Patch doll. And he was joking, you know, that he was going to get us a watch. And that was the last conversation that I had with him. And the next thing that I knew, I was being called out of school for an early dismissal, only to find out it was because he had passed away that morning. And... As a child, I remember the shock that you feel when those things happen. And it's, it's tough. And as a child, I didn't know how to process that. You know, it just didn't seem real. And then when it happened again, you know, when my cousin passed away, again, it was a shock. It, I remember in both situations, I remember wishing that I could go back and turn back time to one day before it happened or two days before it happened and then just say, be careful or do this or, you know, don't go here tonight, you know? And I know that I'm probably not the only person that's ever felt that way, but we can't change time. We can't go back. We can't make anything different. That's just part of our grieving and us wanting our loved ones to be with us. And I understand that. And I understand that feeling very, very well. 
but don't waste a lot of time on the what ifs if I could go back because you can't. But you absolutely can talk to your loved ones and they are around you and they do hear you. And I know people will say, well, I don't feel them. Well, I haven't had a visitation. First of all, I want to tell you that when your loved ones are first newly departed, there's such a transition, you know, they're going from one energetic field to another. And so it's, have patience because if they don't come to you right away, it has nothing to do with you. But when they first cross over, there's so much, you know, so much to take in. And, and on the other side, like what is two weeks for us may only seem like a second for them. You know, time is not a thing. So they may be coming to you, but maybe it's not in your timing. It's because there is no such thing as time there. So they haven't realized how long that's been. So be patient. The other thing is when you first cross over too, it's like you have to go through this life review and you have to see your life. There's a lot of stuff. So if it doesn't happen right away for you, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen or they're not with you or any of those things. It just means that there's business they have to do and they will come and contact you and they will send you signs, but be patient and sometimes, too, where it's like we look too hard or we expect too hard, you know. The thing is, we're in two different energetic vibrations at this time now. Those who have crossed over are vibrating in a much higher frequency than you are. And you kind of have to meet in the middle sometimes, which is difficult. So just be patient. And, you know, you can talk to them and they still hear you. And you can ask for signs. And like I said, it may take a while before you start to see them or you may see them right away. I remember when my grandma passed away, I didn't really feel like I, I didn't get a lot of signs from her and I didn't really dream about her a lot in the beginning. But then like now she's around all the time and she passed away when I was in college. So that was 20 years ago. And it you know i never questioned you know why don't i hear from her because honestly back then i didn't really even not that i didn't believe in that but i just i wasn't as awakened as i am now and maybe she did try to get a hold of me or try to you know send signs and i just wasn't open to it or i didn't notice it i don't know um i don't remember but i know that now i see things all the time and i get things all the time so People, even if they don't come to you right away, they still can. Um, But you also, you know, might need to work on being still and meditating because that helps you sometimes to be able to get messages or to see signs. Because again, we go through life and we get so busy. And if you're so bogged down with the grief and you're not really paying attention, you may be missing things from your loved ones. And another thing is you may want to write down a letter to your loved ones. You don't have to. You can talk to them. You can even just think what you want to say, and I'm telling you that they get it. But some people feel like writing their feelings out gets it out on paper, and they feel better. And that was a message I got for someone, too, was you need to be writing. So if writing helps you, Write out your messages to your loved ones. Write them a letter and tell them how you feel. And that really might help you too through the grieving process because it might help you get all of your feelings down on paper and to get it out and to help you process it 
and to move through the grief a little bit easier, if that makes sense. And you can ask for specific signs or you can just be open. I'm usually just open to signs. Sometimes I'll ask for specific signs, but sometimes I just know like, oh, that's my grandma. So whatever. And if you feel like, you know, well, I want to go get a reading. (coughs) Excuse me. You can do that too. You know, sometimes that comforts people because you feel like you're not getting anything. You can go have a reading done, but you can also get all of this information yourself too. You might have to practice at connecting more, you know, opening your third eye more, being able to connect to people. You know, everyone has that ability. It's just, it's like a muscle. Some people have a stronger muscle than others. You just have to practice it. And there are a lot of resources out there for you to practice, you know, meditations, even tappings. Uh, So many things that you can do. So (coughs) I would urge you to talk to them, talk to them, get, say what you want to say. They hear you. They hear you. And I think that they appreciate that you talk to them and they know that they see the things you do for them. So don't stop, you know, and you're never far away from them. And you can ask them to come and visit you in your dreams because when you're in your dream state, it's easier for them to come to you. And sometimes when you have those dreams of them and it just feels so real, know that it really is. It's them coming to visit you and to comfort you. And you should take comfort in the fact that they were with you. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a couple of cards for you today before I ended this podcast. And so I got two cards, so I want to take them both. They're from the Chakra Healing Deck by the Sage Goddess. The first one says, Enhanced Perception. Access your inner wisdom, hidden deep in the well of your being. Hear the whispers of the benevolent spirits and see the visions of things yet unseen. When your intuition expands, your perception is enhanced and you are able to fully transcend duality. In a multidimensional universe, we have access to many more tools and possibilities than we realize. Receive these gifts of clear sight and clear awareness and they are yours to work with and enjoy. And I love this and it has to do with your third eye. So I really do feel like If you practice working on opening your third eye, you might be able to make connections more. And some people like to use crystals too. I liked personally the blue kyanite. I found that to be very powerful for me and I use that a lot in my healing work that I do and when I'm doing readings and I think that it's really useful. Um, And clear quartz crystal too, I like that a lot. But just do a little research on different crystals and see which ones you like. You don't have to use crystals at all. I just personally like using them. And, you know, there's a lot of good third eye meditations that are out there. I believe I have one on my website that you can purchase for $10. So it's yours to keep forever when you purchase it. So if that's something you're interested in, go there. All you have to do is click on the meditation and then it'll take you to a PayPal link where you click I believe it's buy it now. And when you pay for it, it will then send you a link that then gives you the meditation. And if ever you click on something on my website and it doesn't work, just contact me right away. I will um, 
I will fix it as soon as I can. So don't ever worry about, you know, I will never rip you off. You will never have money taken from me without getting the service that you paid for. So don't worry about that. And your second card was no worries. Remember that protection is your divine birthright. Ground your energy into Gaia with a vibrant garnet red grounding cord that you send from between your hips down into the depths of her sacred womb. Send all of your fears, worries, and concerns down that cord and feed them back to earth where they can be transformed and transmuted, returning to you as usable white light. This has to do with your root chakra, but I love this message for today because I really feel like that is what a lot of people struggle with when it comes to grief and to with death is they worry. They worry what happened to their loved one. They worry that their loved one's okay, that they're never going to see them again. And I'm assuring you that all of these worries are unnecessary. Your loved ones are good. They're fine. They are taken care of. They're better than we are. We're the ones left behind with the grief. And they are they are going to see you again and you are going to see them again. You will have a reunion one day, so there's nothing to worry about. I think that you need to do that ritual where you send all of those worries down into Mother Earth and imagine that it's being transmuted and that there's nothing to worry about anymore and it's a peaceful, loving energy is sent back up into you because we create a lot of our misery by worrying about things that really we don't need to worry about. And I just feel like the universe doesn't want you to worry anymore. Your loved ones are taken care of. You know, if you believe what is in the Bible, and, and I I believe, you know, I know it was written by man, but there are things I believe to be true that even every hair on our head is counted, you know? So God is watching over the universe, divine, whatever you want to call it, your higher power is watching over you. And you are cared for and nothing, you know, nothing is going to happen to you because the ultimate thing is death, right? And even then we are, we're taken to a place where we receive unconditional love. So just don't worry. There's no point in living your life being worried or scared or afraid of everything. You know, it's just going to cause you to have a miserable life. And nobody wants that. So it's time to start healing that grief, that pain, and turning it into something positive. And I know it's hard. I do. I'm not talking to you like, how can you not get over it? No, I understand. I do. There are still times when I think about my papa or my cousin that I'm grabbed by grief. It it happens. We have those moments, but... Allow yourself to feel the emotion and then allow it to pass and know that better days are coming. Just take it one step at a time. And guys, I want to thank you so much for being with me. And I hope that this was somewhat helpful for you. If you know anyone who is experiencing grief who could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast that helps others find me. And if you could leave a review, I would appreciate that. If you feel like you want to work with me, you can contact me. You can book a session online, but most people prefer to just contact me, and that's great. Then we can nail down a time that works best for you. So just contact me. You can email me, text me. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram. There's so many ways to get a hold of me. 
you can talk to me on the phone if you'd like. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. If you would like to work with me, but you're not sure what you need, we can talk about that. I want you to get the very best thing for you possible. Okay. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. I love you all. And I want to thank you for always being with me and supporting me. I hope that you have a beautiful day. I'm sending you massive love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.